Hey, Doug. Hey, Lindsay. How are you doing? Good. Good. Yeah, really cold out. Uh, super cold. Last, I yes. love it. I mean, <laughs> oh, no. I've got like the hat and the jacket <laughs> and I went for a nice long walk yesterday oh, in the cold, no. windy I have heated mess. seats for that. Oh, come on, Lindsay. <laughs> It's so good. Embrace it. I know. I love having all four seasons. Yes. I feel like I've said that every time the season changed. I yeah. have to remind myself like, of that. All four are good. All four are good. In some way, shape, or form. Right. <laughs> yeah. But it is interesting. It, it came really quick. It, it did. Feels like. It did. So it's. I think it's Juniper's fault. Um, last week. <laughs> are you blaming winter I, on Juniper? I am. Okay. She really wanted it to snow. And I like, like in a moment of weakness, I was like, then just pray and ask God to make it snow. Nice. And I'm sitting in the bathroom. That's. TMI, but there's a window. <laughs> I just realized I said that on this podcast. Um, and I, um, uh, anyway, uh, it's it started flurrying like in the, out of nowhere. And it was just like 20 minutes after she, I told her to break. <laughs> and awesome. I was like, Juniper, and she came running and I was like, it's snowing. And she's like, I did it. I <laughs> did it. <laughs> so it uh, was encouraging to her faith, but I, if that was brought, brought winter, I'll, I'll well, it. <laughs> Hey, that's okay. Then I'll continue to encourage Juniper to pray that way. Pray for snow. I love it. It's interesting. Um, Erwin McManus, uh, who was a really prominent. I'm reading his book right oh, you, now. Which book? Uh, the Artisan Soul. So his come to faith story was around snow, praying oh, for snow. Isn't he from South America, Latin America? Uh, somewhere? Yes, but he was yeah. in somewhere in California when that oh, whole thing okay. took place. But it was, anyway. yeah, really cool story. So Juniper, <laughs> anyway, way to go. Yeah. yeah, Have your kids pray for snow. Yes. I know the Guerreros will be really happy. Bobby Wrigley will be really happy. Like well, all the go. ski snowboarding folks will be pumped. So yeah. Yeah. So it's been a pretty, uh, pretty really fascinating fall. Like it yeah. feels like God's been doing a lot of really for great sure. things. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been fun noticing just the way that um, people just seem to be hungry. People seem to be wanting to grow. Um, you know, Dave Balecki just finished Men's Discipleship, and already uh, a bunch of the guys that have finished it are already starting discipling other That's men, awesome. which is super cool. Yeah, There's uh, been so much going on this fall, and yes. we have uh, Dwayne and Ange with us yeah. tonight to hear their story. Yeah, looking forward to it. tonight with Dwayne and Ange Sprock-Fried, members of our community, and um, Dwayne is one of our elders. We're excited to hear from them tonight. Hi, guys. Hey. Good evening. It's really nice to sit by a fire. Uh, I don't think, this is the first time we've actually sat by a fire, which is really, really cool. (laughs) Literally a fireside chat. Yeah, this is a a legit fireside chat. Very, very good. So, yeah. Why don't you guys tell us a little about yourselves? You want to go first, Ange? No? I can. That's fine. (laughs) So I grew up um, in this area. Um, I grew up in Schwanksville, which we're actually in Schwanksville now in our home. I wasn't really expecting that we would move back here, but we we did (laughs) after we got married and such. Um, Yeah. And uh, went away to college, um, Asbury College in Kentucky for a few years, and then came back to this area. Um, and I guess I started with Renew actually, um, during the launch, I was part of the launch team. Hmm. Um, so I don't even know, is that like 11 years ago now or something like that? It's been it's a, get, coming close 11 or 12. I think. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's cool to be part of that and just see how Renew has kind of changed over the years and 
of course, we've all changed a lot too. I was a single guy at the time mm -hmm. and <laughs> now we're married and we have three kids and yeah, live in, in Schwanksville here. Yeah. So I grew up in the Midwest and then moved out in 2000 to attend Eastern University and graduated from there in 2008 and started working in the area. Then I met Dwayne and we got married in 2010. So I kind of married into Renew <laughs> about 10 years ago. That's been a great family, church family, as we start our family for us. So you guys, um, tell us about what you do like day-to-day -day kind of stuff. So occupation-wise, vocation, I'm a counselor in the public school system in North Pensk. Um, school district. So this year is my first year of working full-time K through 12 there, two elementary schools, York Ave. Whoop, whoop. Love that A lot of Renew folks have their kids there. And then Walton Farm and the middle schools, Penfield, and of course the only high school, which is I think the seventh largest in the state. So pretty big district. And I work with the highest level of needs, students for emotional and behavioral support with Lakeside Educational Network is my company. Yeah, and me, um, my background is business. So um, I owned the packaging store in Lansdale for, I guess, about five years. That was a couple of years ago. Um, and then I uh, was uh, a CEO at, at uh, Moyers Chicks in Quakertown for about two years or so. And then recently we've kind of, um, God kind of took us in a different direction, called us in a different way. And so I started a new business called Radiant and we do um, corporate flower rentals for businesses, um, like for their reception desk, waiting rooms, that kind of thing. And uh, I'm doing that basically two days a week. Um, and then about two days a week, I'm stay-at-home dad with the kids. So that's unique. Whoop, um, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really expect to be doing that, um, but it's been really good. It's, um, and maybe we'll get into it more tonight as we talk, but um, just being able to really connect with my kids in a way that I, I maybe wouldn't have before, didn't expect to, you know, and it's been really neat to be a part of particularly Pax and Mercy's life uh, as they're the two preschoolers and Justice is in school in second grade. Um, and then one day a week, I'm actually working, doing kind of like bookkeeping, bookkeeping accounting type work at Hoover Steel hmm. in Schwanksville uh, right now. So I'm, yeah, jack of all trades, I guess, yeah. at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> So Dwayne and Ange, uh, both of you have had some pretty significant moments with God in the last few months. And so you've seen God really at work in some very, very unique um, and very special ways. Can you guys share some of that with us? There's probably a lot I could talk about, but um, I think what I'll probably talk about most is um, anxiety and God giving me freedom from anxiety more recently here. So um yeah, there was, uh, I kind of had this like bout of more extreme anxiety in the last like month or two. And, um, I reached out to a mentor of mine, um, kind of in desperation. I was like, I need, I need help. <laughs> I need to be freed from this. And so, um, his, his name is Rick Miller and he, um, he runs an organization called Life at Work, which is basically for like Christian CEOs, business leaders, that kind of thing. And we've been friends for probably eight, 10 years now. So I have a real good relationship with him and trust him as a, spiritual mentor, um, man of God. And he kind of took me through this whole process. I mean, literally we had like, unfortunately he was actually away on vacation, <laughs> but he was willing to talk with me on the phone and kind of took me through this whole, like, I don't know, I guess I'd say like a deliverance process or prayer and just kind of like going back over my life and thinking of all those places where I had this spike of anxiety. Um, and I hadn't thought about it much until I kind of went through this, but there was a number of times, whether it was like 
something to do with my family, something to do with finances, my health, um, where I really struggled with anxiety. And even when it wasn't there, I think sometimes there was kind of this low level fever (laughs) of anxiety there, like this low grade anxiety kind of under the surface. And so he just took me through this process of, of sometimes it was, you know, forgiving people. Um, sometimes it was like forgiving myself. Um, sometimes it was repenting, just kind of depending on the situation. Um, but breaking off those old like curses, those old like bondages, those um, things where like the enemy had a hook in me um, and kept me from really living a full life, you know. And um, I would say like at the end of that time, I definitely felt better. Um, but there were still some like anxious like thoughts and stuff in my in my head. But as the day kind of wore on, and as the night wore on, I really started feeling this overwhelming sense sense of like God's freedom from anxiety, and it was really awesome. Um, in fact, we. We've been doing um, like devotions, I guess, with the family at dinner time. Not every night, but we've been trying to do that. And typically, like we read a, a passage of maybe John or Psalm or something, and we'll ask the kids, like, "What did you hear from Jesus in this?" Um, sometimes it's kind of like nothing comes out of that, but sometimes some really cool <laughs> stuff comes out of that. <laughs> and we'll sing maybe like a song, and then we pray for either a family member, a missionary, um, or or a friend, I guess. Yeah. Um, so anyway, like I was trying to like um, lead this and like read the Bible. And I just realized I was going to like burst into tears at any moment because I was just overwhelmed by like what God was doing. And so I just, before I launched into it, I just kind of like explained to the kids. I was like, Hey, I just want to let you know, like God did did some awesome things in my life today. You know, I, I've struggled with fear a lot and even grownups, you know, struggle with that. Um, and God gave me freedom today in some way. Like there was definitely like a moment of freedom and not that I haven't struggled with anxiety since that or whatever. Like I still, there's still like a battle to be fought, I think. But um, there was definitely a, a moment that, uh, or like a period of time that something happened and changed in me. Um, and then a story, I think I shared this with you, Doug, like that later that night, uh, Mercy had had broke her arm like a couple months or month or two ago, whatever. And it was her final appointment. She actually didn't have a cast on, but they were just double checking, make sure everything was like set and, you know, fine and stuff. And so we go up, it's just me and her and we're checking in at the front desk and the lady's going over like all the particulars about us and like, you know, your dress and social and all these things. And she's like, well, it's only been two weeks, two weeks since you've been here. I guess nothing has changed. And I didn't say anything, but inside my spirit was just like, are you kidding me? Everything has changed. <laughs> I've been anxious for like 30 years. Like, <laughs> like I think I found Jesus. I mean, <laughs> so, yeah. So, I mean, uh, that's some really awesome stuff that God's been doing yeah. in my life. and um. And like I said, it doesn't mean like it's been completely gone. Like I, I feel like there's still challenges and, um, but, but I think like what God's been showing me is the importance of us. Like, like he's given us the victory, but in some ways we still need to keep fighting for it. Mm-hmm. You know, like he says, like you've won the battle now go out and like, and, and defeat the enemy. You know, I think it like maybe builds faith in us or strength in us in some way. And, um, I guess the other thing that I've kind of learned through the process um, that I've been going through is that it's also like not just for me to gain freedom. Like I think that's important and I'm thankful for that. <laughs> and I hope I can be a whole new Dwayne in some ways, like fully alive, you know, full of God's love. Um, but I think it's, I think God's also been speaking to me like in little moments, like coming out of the gym, all of a sudden I'll just feel this presence of God saying like, this is not just for you. This is for other people too. And it'll like overwhelm me. Mm-hmm. And um in particular, I think, um, I think it's for my kids in some ways. Like, I think maybe it's for our larger community, you know, to hear a story, if you're anxious to say, you know, if God can do that for him, he can do that for me. And, um, 
but but back to my kids. So um, our middle son, Pax, um, particularly struggles with anxiety, um, who have like night terrors and things like this. And um, so we've been, you know, encouraging him, praying for him, doing different things. And I guess I've just felt that, um, you know, God is saying in some ways that my victory over anxiety or the work that he's doing in me is breaking off something for my children as well. Mm-hmm. And that Pax will see that and he'll experience a level of freedom that maybe I haven't even experienced until this time, you know? Um, and that's powerful. And it kind of makes the, the battle more like worth it, I guess mm-hmm. I would say, you know what I mean? Um, so I don't know, maybe there's something you can add Ange, but yeah, in that regard, I was just thinking about last Friday, we attended a conference at another church called Dauntless and the Culps were there as well. And it was like a Holy Spirit encounter, um, really powerful movement. And so there's a man with a gift of prophecy or speaking into people's lives. And so he was speaking words at the beginning And he said, if there's any parents, you know, who have a child who can't sleep at night or struggles with anxiety and Dwayne and I are both like, well, (laughs) I mean, that could be pretty general. Sure. But we know it's us right now in this moment. The Holy Spirit is prompting us to raise our hand. And sure enough, um, we walked forward and received like a CD and a book that is titled like Heaven Made You. And We've been playing um, The Highs also shared a CD that they made for us um, because one of their sons also deals with anxiety. And it's just been such a beautiful thing, like Dwayne's saying, a corporate thing. It's not just for us or our family even. It's like Mm -hmm. shared in the context of community and the global, like universal spirit, family of God, community to know like we're in this together. Mm been really powerful yeah and i guess i was just thinking too like the power of um us sharing our stories of faith is really Mm -hmm. huge you know um there's a passage i don't know where it's found but it talks about you know the church defeated the enemy by the blood of the lamb and by the the power of their testimony and um i think there's really something to be said about us speaking what god has done um, in fact, I think it's uh, there's also another passage. I think it's Revelations like nineteen ten or something like that that says the spirit of the um, testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy, mm. and it, it's almost this idea of like as we share what God has done, what Jesus has done in our lives, we're saying like, yes, God, you did that, mm. and we're prophesying, do it again, do it for this person, and do it for that person, and do it for that person, mm. and um, do it again in our lives, like keep going deeper. Um, so I think as we share stories of faith of God's faithfulness. It, it raises something up in, in all of us, you know, that we experience it more in our own lives, but in those of us around us hearing the story as well. to your sons and hopefully your daughter as well and like thinking like you know we say stuff like you know alcoholism is like passed down runs in families and but like to think of like someone looking at your kids and like oh they're so free and you could say oh or someone else say oh they got that from their dad or they're from their mom I think that's such a beautiful thought that's so cool Mm. (laughs) 
Yeah, that is interesting, Lindsay. I feel like we always talk about the bad stuff yeah. that our parents yeah. passed down. Yeah, it's right. like, yeah, yeah. My dad really showed me how to be a free person. Like, that was pretty awesome. It's like, it's like man. Yes, Lord. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> So, Dwayne, I think it's really interesting, too, and just even wondering, I'm sure some folks that are listening are thinking, man, like, you mentioned a really scary word like deliverance, right? And so some people may think, like, was his head spinning, you know, or was it, like, <laughs> in the backwoods, you know, or what happened? But but I think, like, like again, and, and you mentioned it, like, kind of quickly, but, like, like, that deliverance process doesn't seem as scary as Hollywood makes it, and it's just, like, this really you know, beautiful thing. So can you speak just like briefly, like maybe for those who are like, Oh, like, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> or just to get a picture of like what that is. Yeah. Um, for me, I think it was kind of an experience that was shared with uh, someone that helped walk me through that and stuff. Um, but I guess the thing that I took away from it particularly is that it's not like a scary thing. It wasn't like a scary experience for me. It was actually like a very freeing and, and peaceful experience, you know? Um, if anything, it calmed me down <laughs> um, because it's just, you know, approaching um, areas of bondage or even the evil one and in the name of Jesus telling him to leave, you know, um, because God is stronger than the enemy and all things in heaven and on earth are under his authority, God's authority, you know. And so I know in the past, like I've been afraid of some of those types of spiritual things, even like even like some of the charismatic stuff that's like God stuff, but like, I wasn't sure about it, you know? Mm. Um, and somehow even this experience has kind of, um, given me a piece about that type of thing. Um, I was even just thinking recently, this is like very familiar Psalm, but Psalms 23 at the end of it, it says, surely goodness and love will follow me all the days of my life. And I'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And it's like, whether we're in a scary place, whether we're in like a charismatic church service and we're uncomfortable with that, no matter where we're at, God's goodness and love are in that place. It's going to follow us the rest of our life, you know? Um, so I don't know if that answers your question about deliverance. I mean, there was like specific kind of like prayers that we went through. Um, and certainly like, I would be glad to share any of that with anyone that would be interested in that. Um, but for me, yeah, it wasn't like this, like, I don't know, real scary, like you yeah. know, <laughs> type of thing. It was, yeah. a, it was a God moment, you know, it was yeah. a prayer basically with a fellow believer. Yeah. I think that's really, I think that's really cool. I know, um, Dwayne and I and, and the elders were on a retreat recently. And one of the things that just was like the Holy Spirit was really speaking is that it's the kindness of God that leads us to repentance. And it's even like his kindness and, and his love that draws us into like, I want to be free. And I think that that's such a, it's almost like, I feel like what you're sharing sort of demystify, like debunks all that like weird stuff. And it's like, no, it's just like a normal thing that all Christians should be working through. Like mm -hmm. there's stuff that has like got its meat hooks in us from when we were kids. And just like asking Lord to show us those spaces, having friends like know about those spaces and to begin to see freedom in that is like, I can't think of anything more beautiful. And I love the way, even, even just thinking about the way you guys don't see this as, oh, you know, I've experienced this freedom and it just feels so good, but I've experienced this freedom and now how do I share that? It's like, that sounds like such a gospel move, right? Like such a Jesus move. It's like, you're free, go free others. Um, so yeah, I just, I think that's been, I just really appreciate your perspective on that. That's really, really helpful. Well, this last Sunday at the gathering was certainly Holy Spirit encounter corporately. And I was just mindful of the journey that's gotten us to a place, I believe, as a family where we can be 
not just comfortable with the Holy Spirit moving mightily among us, but ready. Like we've been waiting for this. And a couple of weeks ago was the women's retreat, which I attended in New Jersey. And I really felt like for me personally, it was like a revival, a personal revival in my heart and soul. And it was also experienced amongst the sisterhood there and continues to spread and move and make waves and shifts that are very evident, not just among those who attended, but the ripple effect in the families and in the church body and in our communities and workplaces and schools and everywhere. Um, Just this week, Dwayne and I both had very powerful, like Holy Spirit encounters on our jobs and I've been working for Lakeside for six years in January. And I called home and I was like, cry. I was like, <laughs> just really grateful that um, the awareness and the anticipation and readiness has brought us to a place where we're seeing fruit. Mm. Well, some of it's like been an answer to prayer for like, that situation you were praying for over a year, right? For that. And it kind of just fell in your lap. Yeah. I was with a student in particular, a middle school student. And, uh, obviously I can't go into a lot of detail, but it, as soon as I saw her, I was like, okay, God, there's something there, you know? And I asked to have her put on my caseload without even knowing her story. And then, just this week she was put on my caseload and it was like our first session and it was just like, you know, like just blew me away. And, uh, the timing was right. You know, a year over a year ago, I wanted to have an encounter with her, but God knew his timing's always best. Um, a lot of what the Holy Spirit's doing in my life it didn't even really just start at the women's retreat, but that was a catalyst for sure of what these last couple of weeks have transpired to be very evident. But even going back to when Dwayne and I met and he flew out to Kansas with me for Christmas in 2009, um, we'd only known each other a couple months, mm-hmm. but my, my family only gets together like once a year. So I met this man and I was like, my family's got to get to know him. So why don't you come home with me for Christmas? (laughs) It was bold, very bold of him. (laughs) Um, And while we were there in Kansas, uh, one of my best friends growing up was off the mission field from Latin America with her husband and her two young children, um, a toddler and a six-month-old. And her husband was just playing a game of pickup basketball over the lunch hour. And he dropped dead of a brain aneurysm. And it was like young 20s, couple on fire for the Lord, baby at home. You know, one of those situations no one ever wants to hear about, let alone live out. And so... Um, my friend who was now a young widow, uh, we attended his funeral. His name's Hugo 
and my friend's name was Sarah. And people flew in from all over the world to be at that funeral. It was like packed. And um, a year later, we got married and she flew out for our wedding. And um, one of the words of wisdom that I took from that that she shared is, you know, so many people had come for his celebration of life, but she wanted to be there for her loved one's celebration in life. And so that's one of the reasons I went to Jeanette and Fredo's wedding in Florida is because it's like, these are the things you don't miss mm. when you have an opportunity because windows of opportunity do come and go and they do close. Mm. And it's not that you have to be there and do everything, but the Holy Spirit was letting me discern that this was one of the opportunities, you know, that I wanted to, you know, not only remember her wisdom and his legacy, Hugo and Sarah, but also celebrate what God's doing with Jeanette and Fredo and in our community, um, living out like God's design for marriage is beautiful and wonderful and thrilling and exciting and it's better together when you can be there to celebrate. So going down with your family, Doug, and the Mangums, and Chrissy and Spannon, and Jocelyn was a once in a lifetime, you know? And it was a great weekend, but it was also the third weekend in a row that I had been away from home. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> again, <laughs> again, whoop, whoop for Dwayne. Dwayne's feel that. <laughs> <laughs> between the women's retreat and then the, then we had our birthday weekend yeah. away just the two of us that was nice for us but again i was away from the kids and uh coming back then from florida i was just ready to be home and back to our rhythm and routine of weekends as a family and mercy stopped telling me that i miss mommy because that breaks my heart <laughs> all good things but Nonetheless, when we were boarding the plane in Miami, I get a text from um, a professor at Eastern that I hadn't heard from in years at that point. But she and I had developed a very close relationship, and she's turning 75 in a couple Sundays. And so she was inviting me to come up, and she's doing like an initiation into elderhood or rite of passage sort of ceremony and celebration. And so she asked if I could share briefly about that part of her life of being a professor at Eastern, which is an honor, a huge honor. And then she mentioned she has rare form of cancer. Mm. And so there's a hidden agenda in this celebration and ceremony of like just what I was talking about with Hugo's death of like celebrating people when you can tell them face to face eye to eye you know in the flesh of what they mean and what their life mattered to you so that's awesome that even though I'll be gone again in a few weeks <laughs> it will be a family trip and it will be a significant time to mark what the Holy Spirit has done, is doing, and will continue to do. 
And I think, Doug, when you were doing the September um, teaching on, like, Renew's doctrine of belief. <laughs> we're so serious. We're so that sounds really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe yeah, it should be titled that. that's what I was that. teaching on. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> um, what was the one about attendance or presence? Yeah, um, we we count presence, not attendance, I think is what it was. That's the one that really stuck out to me this time because I've heard this, you know, eight years, nine years now of the September vision casting and who we are as a community. But to think about the fact we're not in this business of like keeping tabs on each other, but being accountable and connected enough to know that we're vested in the community, even if we're not physically present, people know where we are, how to pray for us, how to journey with us. And so I've really felt that these last couple months being away from Renew physically on Sundays quite a bit. And then in a few weeks again, knowing that this isn't just about like, oh man, I'm missing another Sunday, but like, this is what God's doing in our life. And it's because of Renew that I have the trust and the confidence to know I can go out and do what I'm created to do in these different avenues, um, bringing the gospel on earth as it is in heaven. So thanks for now. That's beautiful, Ange. I, I feel like we're, this just feels like a very holy moment. Um, and my senses, even, even folks listening are feeling that same kind of, just experience of just recognizing like our God is at work in just beautiful ways. Um, and I just appreciate how even the way that you're talking about what the Holy Spirit's doing and just in really hard, that's a hard place to enter into, to enter into essentially a living eulogy, but to enter into that place feeling called and and knowing that that's where God has you at that moment to speak life and to celebrate those moments, uh, that's a holy space. And I just and I'm grateful that, you know, I, it was interesting as as I was praying for you, Angel, on Sunday. I just that word oasis just continued to kind of come to my mind, and it's like I think that's like you're just an oasis for people, you know. I mean, and what a blessing that is. An oasis brings life in, in the driest and hardest of spaces. Mm. And like, you know, to think about that with your students, to think about that with the people that you come in contact with, like how you embody that really well. Um, it's just cool. And I think just hanging out with you two guys, like you're just such a freaking cool couple. It's like, man, <laughs> throw another log on the fire. We'll be here all night. <laughs> no. So while you guys were talking, I was looking up a quote. I was trying to find it on my phone. I wasn't trying to be rude, but, um, <laughs> um, I just got this feeling. Oh, that's the fireplace. We are stoking the fire. <laughs> um, like we have, we have a Michael and I have a friend who's a small business owner, and um, one day it felt like he was an overnight success. And someone asked him on Twitter, like, "What'd you do to become an overnight success?" And he's like, uh, "I worked hard for ten years, yeah. and now you've seen my overnight success." Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that just that vision kind of came to me as you were talking. Like you've been sewing into this maybe past two months and the next month ahead for this past 10 years. And this is like 
it's all coming to fruition now. This is like your overnight success in air quotes with the Holy Spirit. Like, and that's the, for the rest of your life. That's not for just right now. And that's what I'm seeing. I don't know if that means anything to you. <laughs> well, just like the roaring fire, the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Holy yeah. Spirit is present. <laughs> that I've never seen one log create that much fire. Wow. What are you guys putting your logs up here? <laughs> yeah. So even just as we're thinking through, like, what are some last thoughts that you may have for people uh, who are listening either? Yeah. Just any way you would want to go with that. Um, I think for me, like, and this has been a theme at Renew, but just seeking the presence of God. Um, I, I've struggled with some health stuff over the last couple of years. And it's like time and again, Jesus just keeps saying, turn your face to me. Just look at me, look at me, worship me, enter into my presence. Um, and, and I, I'm kind of like saying the same thing, like, God, I need your presence. I need you. I need you now. I need your help. I need you. Like, I don't want to do this business thing just like on my own. It's going to flop. Like I need your favor. I need your presence. I need you to direct me even where I go and what I do. And, um, you know, that was the message of this past Sunday. You know, like we need your presence, God. And, um, I don't know. That's like the, the simplest of messages, I guess, but that's just what I, what I feel that I desire, what we corporately, I think, are moving into and desiring. And, um, you know, come Lord Jesus, come. That's what, what I desire to see. Yeah, some words we were discussing tonight, even as we were preparing dinner about contending for our faith involves not only fighting the front forward, but also the disciples' prayer of, Lord, help our unbelief. Mm. You know, like on Sunday, Doug's invitation is to take down our umbrellas. You know, let the the rain of God pour on us, the Holy Spirit and its blessing and power come down and soak us and saturate us and fill us up to overflowing. And I think a result, an evidence um a symptom of that would be like trust and confidence. I really love to see that in our lives more and in the mark of our community. Trust in God, certainly, and trust in each other and ourselves and confidence therein. great conversation with Dwayne and Ange. Seriously great conversation with them. Yeah. I'm I'm still stuck on the whole thing about passing on freedom and um Jesus to our kids. I think that's just That's a significant yeah. statement. Yeah. Yeah. I, I again I, I think you hit it on the head. It's like we always talk about, you know, like we pass down alcoholism <laughs> right. and all these other things, but <sighs> to pass down, you know, to be to see generation upon generation blessed because yeah. of decisions that we made. It's yeah. like but that's such a biblical narrative mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that I think we've we've allowed culture to hijack. Yeah. So mm -hmm. we always pass everything bad down. You know, oh, yeah. the bad genes or the bad this right. or the bad that. Right, right, it's right. like, man, God is good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 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 I I just I I can't get over just um, even just thinking about when the Spirit invites us into hard places. Mm. I think I think one of the one of the things is, uh, and I, I this is something that I remember. Just at multiple baptisms, you know, people being really excited and and just giving that that moment of saying, "This doesn't mean life is going to get mm -hmm. easy, mm -hmm. 
It just means that there's this deep abiding sense of God's presence with yeah. you. And so I am just really encouraged by even just the vulnerability of Dwayne and Ange. And I think they just, they embody that super well. Yeah, so it's really cool do. just listening to those stories. And, mm-hmm. and I, I love, I, I've heard Dwayne share the story one other time of, um, of being at the doctor's office with mercy. And like, I can, I just, I love that internal dialogue of yeah. like, everything has changed. Right. Like, you know, I, but I think it's interesting when, when we're struck with those kinds of questions yeah. and the reality of it is like, yeah, my life is drastically different. Yeah. yeah that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we'll be back with another episode. Yeah. In just soon. a few weeks. Looking <laughs> yeah. forward to it. Yeah.